Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Howdy, y'all, and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be identifying the best certifications in 2024 to get you hired and also why you're not getting hired. On a lot of forums, we've been getting tagged on people not getting hired. That's what we're going to address today. We're going to help you get into an environment for your success. As we do with most of our podcasts, we like to begin by going through a program. So today is going to be a beginning workout economically. So you are in a lifetime, a crunch, an equinox, and you have a client who's obese. They're not used to being in a gym environment. Matter of fact, they hate being in that environment. So you need to be able to read the room and not take that individual and put them right into the middle of a gym at five o'clock. They're going to feel embarrassed. They're not going to tell you. They may just say, oh, this is okay, but you need to know what is going through the lens of the other person. We like going to the gym. A lot of people don't. So keep that in mind. So today's workout is going to be economical in the sense that you don't need to be going to a hammer strength machine, to a Smith machine, way over here, way over there. We want to keep it into a confined place, isolate, go into aerobics room away from people. We're going to start out with hitting those 10 checkpoints of human movement. The most inferior and distal, we have the ankle, the knee, the hip, the low lumbar region into the thoracic and then the cervical, shoulder, elbow, wrist, and then work on some breathing mechanics. We check all of those off. We're watching the client to see how they move. Do they have good balance? Are they huffing and puffing after two to three minutes of this warm-up? If they are, I may need to regress my CCA into a CA or even a C. C stands for core movement pattern. We have a horizontal push and pull, vertical push and pull, squat, hinge, unilateral, transitional. We put the pattern based on the client's goals. For most of our female clients, they want to focus on lower body. So that first C would be lower body emphasis. For our bros that want to focus on upper body, we would probably start with a horizontal push or a pull. It always depends on that's what you're going to learn during the assessment. What we're going to do in class today, show up fitness, Santa Monica, as well as San Diego, part of the two-month internship where trainers gain experience, which is what most people lack. And so we're going to do a glute bridge followed by a floor press into a dead bug. And this is a great beginning circuit because you don't have to move very much. You're going to start out on your back, do 10, 15 reps of the bridge, teaching them how to hinge, drive their knees out, keeping their heel on the ground. If you need to throw your toes up, that's fine. And then we're going to keep that same position and go right to a press. And then we're going to go into a dead bug do that for three rounds, each round making it more challenging. How can you get involved? Push their knees in. You're going to give them their weights during the rest periods. Ask great questions, stimulate their mind, get them water, get them a towel. Learn about them. That makes the sales so easy at the end because you're not selling them. They're buying into and investing into the relationship. You do that for three rounds and you're moving to the second one. We're going to do a reverse lunge into a single arm half kneeling row into a tall kneeling payoff. Do that for three rounds, each time making it a little more challenging. If you felt that that reverse lunge was too challenging for your client, you could do a step up. We did step ups last week, so we're teaching the interns here more challenging ones with the lunges. I see trainers go right to lunges. And for the most part, for beginners, I think that's too aggressive. Start with a step up. A 
Payoff is great for challenging rotation. Trainer can get involved by having a band and giving some perturbations. And then the last circuit, we're going to do some goblets, some half kneeling band presses, which will be for the shoulders, and then standing fire hydrants. Again, during the warm-up, you felt that it was appropriate that the client could handle some type of balance exercise. We're not throwing them on a BOSU ball or doing any stupid shit like that. We hit the lower body patterns, a hinge with the bridge, the single leg unilateral, and with the lunge, and then we have a goblet for the squat pattern. You can tell this is more for a female or what we call show up in as our hunkettes. This will be a great first workout. Now, the second time that they come in, probably on non-consecutive days, you can just take that two circuit or the three circuit and put it up into the first one. I'm not going to show my clients a completely different program. That program that I designed for the first week, and that's what we have you do it, show up in a CPT. You have to design one for hunks and hunkettes. So you're ready for that first client, which leads us into a question that we got from an individual on Facebook. I'm a new certified personal trainer and nutritionist. I'm finding it difficult to get a job at a local gym. I've already been denied four times. I've been training two people for free about two months. I have little experience. I understand that recruiters would rather hire experienced trainers. How do I get hired at a local gym? And that answers always, it depends. Where are you? What is your experience? You said you don't have any, so that's going to wear itself and how you go through that interview process. What does your resume look like? Have you done mock interviews? I always tell show up in the CPTs, don't apply to the gym you want to get hired at first. Go to an LA Fitness or a 24. If you want to work at a Crunch, go to a 24. If you want to work at a 24, go to a Crunch. If you want to work at a Lifetime, go somewhere else and work on going through the process because you have no fear. Do you look the part? Do you talk the part and do you know the part? Those are the three things that are going to determine if you're going to get hired. There's other factors, sure, but you don't know. And I'll be willing to bet your resume didn't look the part. You screwed up little things here and there. You have one certification. I'm not going to hire you. Most managers are not going to hire someone with one certification. Well, we need experience. Go to 24-hour. Go to LA Fitness. Those are super easy to get hired out. They're looking for trainers. You got to do 30-minute sessions, and the likelihood of you sticking past three months is very, very low. Those are trainer mills. You go right in there, you gain some experience, and you can go somewhere else. But if you want to become a qualified trainer, you need to be those three things I just mentioned. Looking the part is huge. And anyone that doesn't address that is doing a disservice to you. There needs to be accountability. Our industry is superficial as hell. Who gives a shit? Own it. Look at the mirror and say, am I in the best shape of my life? No. Okay, that's fine. How am I doing on my standards for myself? That's why we have them at Show Up Fitness. How much can you bench press? How much can you squat? Can you run a mile under 730? What are you able to produce physically? Because people are looking at you to get to that physique. And I'm always cautious on how to talk about this today because we're so damn delicate. It's like you're going to get canceled by telling someone, but you could be overweight and crush it as a trainer because you're trying to help people lose 100, 200 pounds and you have that story. Cool. But you can't be going to a Gold's Gym, the Mecca, or a West Hollywood Equinox where it's superficial as hell. Everyone has plastic surgery. All the dudes are jacked. The girls are in phenomenal shape. You can't go in there overweight to obese. I'm sorry. It's a tough pill to swallow. Don't go there then. 
If I want to work with bodybuilders and I go to a bodybuilding gym, I'm not going to cry to the world, it's not fair, I didn't get hired, they don't like me. I'm not a fucking bodybuilder. I don't look like one. You need to look the part of a trainer. Look online. Why do all of these influencers online make so much money, or we think they do? It's because they look phenomenal. You can't take that away from them. I'm not saying you need to look like them but you need to be putting your best foot forward. Let's look at it like dating. You find your significant other of your dreams. You've been dreaming about this person since you've been a kid. Are you gonna go half-ass into that date? Are you gonna bring them to McDonald's? Are you gonna show up 30 minutes late, not wearing your best outfit, breast smelling like shit hungover? No, you're gonna give 150%. So how does your resume look? Not on the date I'm talking about getting hired. One page, did people go through it? Did you have individuals who've looked at resumes before? It could be grandma or auntie, whoever it is, but they've done a lot of hiring, headhunters. Because it's the little things that piss recruiters off. You don't have a year of experience. You put six months. If I get 100 resumes per day, I'm going to take the best 10. And so yours could be in that 90, and they're not going to tell you why you didn't get hired. Have someone look at your resume. How do you interview? Do you look the part? That's the very first thing managers are going to scrutinize. I've interviewed so many managers, Equinox, Lifetime, Crunches, 24. Why and what is the most important thing you look for? Confidence and looking the part. And so confidence is being able to talk about your role as a trainer. You may be an introvert. Listen to the introvert podcast that we did. Because if you look the part and you're confident you will get brought back in for a second interview because managers are smart enough to know that there are introverts and extroverts. You may not shine in a group interview, that's okay, but if it's one-on-one, that's when they're really gonna see your true colors. And so if you start out in a group interview, you need to stand out from the crowd. Are you dressed apart? A lot of trainers are gonna go in in Lululemon and in a tank top or just a regular shirt. You need to be dressed business casual. How do you answer the questions? Um, um, yeah, uh, maybe like sometimes um, uh, uh, a lot of word fillers. You're not confident in your delivery. You're not smiling. You're moving back and forth. This is a people game. If you don't work well with people, the manager knows you're not going to succeed. 90% of textbook trainers quit within the first year. And I feel for these trainers. I'm called the dick and I'll take it. I don't give a shit. I want this industry to be respected and we're not because you were not being told where you need to improve. You could not look the part and our industry cannot tell you, hey, the reason you didn't get hired is because you're fat. Nope, not going to happen. You'll go to prison. And so that trainer thinks that they're competent and ready to get out there and gain experience, but they're never going to be given a chance. Unfortunately, I'm not saying, I got to repeat this a million times, that you have to look like a Greek god. But if you do, you're going to do better than the trainer that doesn't. There's three parts. Can you talk the part? That's confidence. A lot of trainers have 20 years of experience in the gym and they know the gym. So they go in there, they look the part, they talk the part, but they don't know the part. But they're still going to do well. You have trainers who know the part which is their book ready. Maybe they went to university, got a great degree, but they don't have the people skills. They can't articulate and they don't look the part. So these three things are so important and they're not addressed. You need to look the part. You need to talk the part and you need 
to know the part. Those three things are what are going to set you up for success. And if you don't get hired, look in the mirror, give yourself a high five. You can't do it. Don't break the mirror. It's okay. There's other places out there that are going to give you a chance. You just got to keep showing up. Get into our program. We'll tell you exactly why you didn't get hired. I've worked with numerous trainers that didn't get hired. And I'll be straight with them. You didn't get hired because you're not confident. Confidence is going to get you in the door. Then are you competent? That's taking someone through this program that we designed earlier. You're going to have people that look the part that are confident and they come in for the practical part and they're just an idiot. They're having them do burpees and BOSU ball squats and just idiotic influencer type workouts. And then the managers will come together and be like, you know what? They're still going to crush it because they look the part. That's just the politics of the game. So if you really want to crush it as a trainer, look at those three things and focus on them. Knowing the part is having a foundation in movement, in programming, understanding that when a guy comes in, if I put him on a stability ball and do a press or a squat, he's not going to sign up with me. You're going to be one of those statistics that are closing less than 20%. It's knowing what your client wants. And if you've been in the gym for a while, you will crush it because you understand what the environment or the market wants. So I know that's a long-winded answer on why you're not getting hired at a gym. And then there's the reality of you just may not fill that need. I could be a big box gym and be like, all right, we need some diversity in here. And we also need more females. You can't put an ad out saying we're looking for diverse females. You're going to get sued today. We have to be so politically correct. And so what's going to happen is upper management's going to say we're seeking middle-aged women. And you have a 20-year-old dude who comes in, has the credentials, has the experience, crushed the interview process, resume's phenomenal. As the manager, I go to my boss and say, we found someone. And they go, awesome, great, what's her name? And you go, oh, actually, it's a 20-year-old dude. And he looks like Ken. Dude, we already have 30 Kens here. We don't want that. We need some diversity. We need women. And so if you don't get hired and your resume looks the part, it's one page and you have the experience, more than one certification, do not put one certification on your resume. That's probably why you're not getting hired. Are you capable and confident during the interview process? Did you crush it? You may just not be the right fit for that gym at that time. I've been told by upper management before in situations I've been at. We have a lot of older trainers. We need younger ones. We need to appeal to the TikTok crowd. Well, then that's who we're going to be seeking. So that always plays a role. You could be a 50-year-old rock star going to the Alpha Gym in Sugarland. You're just not going to do well because it's a bunch of TikTokers. At the same time, that TikToker, if you were to go to an Equinox Gym in San Jose working with a bunch of Silicon Valley folk, you're not going to get hired. The trainers there probably don't even look the part. And that's okay because their clientele doesn't give a shit. They want stimulating conversations. Know your market. The next one that we're going to get into here. I get tagged in this all the time. What's the best certification? And it's similar to asking someone who loves Mexican food. What's the best type of food out there? They're going to tell you Mexican food. If you go to a pizza spot and you say, what's the best pizza in Santa Monica? Oh, you better go to a round table. It's better. It's more recognized. No, they're going to tell you they have the best pizza. So that question is loaded because it depends on who you ask. There's a lot of websites out there the PT pioneer, you have sort of healthy, you have people who are telling you their opinion. Have they helped thousands of trainers get hired? Have they helped thousands of trainers pass CPT tests? 
If you're a new trainer, you shouldn't be asking what certification should I get. You should be asking where do I want to work? Because if you want to go to an Equinox and you get an ASM CPT and you have no experience, you're not going to get hired there. I've had numerous conversations with upper management at the big four gyms. They want quality. Quantity is a textbook certification. That's easy to get. NASM, ACE, ISSA. Those are the low-hanging fruit. For a long time, they were an open book test. Now NASM is. Not hard to pass those. If you got bamboozled into a bundle and you cannot get a refund, that's why we started our level zero tier. You can get in there for a hundred bucks and you will pass any one of those super, super easy. Then you need to focus on what we discussed earlier, which is essentially the trade skills, the business skills, and the people skills. In layman terms, it's do you look the part, talk the part, know the part. But with application, it's the business skills, the people skills, and the trade skills. Most trainers don't have that trade skills. And so find a place where you want to train. Most gyms don't give a shit about your certification. They want someone who can generate business. That's what this is. Now, when people reach out to me and they say, oh, they want their NASM ACE ISSA. A, that person went through that organization and that's what they prefer. So you have to get that. B, they could be getting some back-end money. Who knows? You need to do your research. High-end gyms, Equinox, Lifetime. They want experience. They want internships. They want people who have diverse resumes. If you put NASM on there, if you put just ACE, if you put just NSCA, only one, the likelihood of you getting hired is extremely low. You need to gain experience. How do you gain experience if you don't even have a certification? Just get out there and start training people. Don't tell managers when they're hiring you, I just started training people for free. No. How long have you been going to the gym for? Three years? You have three years of experience working with guys, girls, wanting to lose weight, build glutes. You need to learn how to doctor up your resume so you don't sound like a rookie. We don't want to hire someone who's brand new. You are a qualified trainer. You are awesome. You're going to make this into a career. Your mindset dictates that. But if your resume doesn't show it and what the terms of the manager wants, you're not going to get hired there. So I always chuckle when people say, what's the best certification? You're going to see the same six to seven. ACSM, American College of Sports Medicine, that's going to be university-based. NSCA, National Strength and Conditioning Association, university-based. That's the group of individuals and where they're coming from. They got a degree in kinesiology. Then you have the marketing companies, ACE, ISA, and NASM. They put a bunch of money to get in front of you. They're not respected amongst fitness professionals. They're easy to get. Do not, and I repeat, do not hold your success or think you're qualified by putting that into your bio. Listen to the podcast I did with Kyle Dobbs. 20 plus years of experience, numerous streams of revenue, very well-respected individual. What are his credentials? He's a coach. And that's the thing that I was thinking about on my drive to work in the rainy Monday today. And I found it really interesting because when you go to Harvard, USC, Texas, Oregon, Florida State, Colgate, wherever it is, you are prideful that you have those credentials. But yet in the fitness industry, you don't see coaches boosting their certification unless it's the CSCS because that one's actually respected. All the other stuff is bullshit. It's smoke and mirrors. 
So it's like freshmen who are worried about what extra credit class you're going to take, what has no impact on you graduating high school. Seniors are looking down like, oh, look at them fighting over nonsense. And that's a lot of the, the fights that people get online, on Discord, on Reddit, Facebook groups. What's the best certification? Trainers who've been doing it for ages just laugh and go, there isn't one to date. The show up in a CPT 100% is the best certification. We're just new. It's like 25 years ago. What's the best car? Say Tesla. See what people say. <laughs> Idiot. That's stupid. We've never heard of it. Just because you haven't heard of it doesn't mean it's not great. It just hasn't been implemented yet. 90% of trainers who get their textbook certification quit. They're not going to make it. If you're listening to this thinking, how do I doctor up my resume? I need to get hired here. I'm sorry. I'm not being a dick, but I'm going to bet against you. You're not going to make it in this industry unless you have supervised experience. Unless you've given a program to someone who's been in the industry for 20 years and you can confidently explain it to them and how you're going to implement that for someone who's overweight and has a shoulder issue. Because you can't. You've trained yourself. The difference between a qualified trainer and the average trainer, and this is important, so listen up. The average trainer understands their body. Great qualified trainers understand the human body. They understand movement, anatomy, regressions, progressions, how to design a program on the spot. If people were to ask me, what's the best food? I don't give you an answer. I say, what do you like to eat? Because if you like sushi, I'm going to give you a recommendation for the best sushi spot. If you're an alien and you go, I don't know, give me something. I'm going to give you what most people want. When a guy comes into my gym in Santa Monica, we have a $250 assessment. Our rates are between $150 to $350 per hour. I know what you're looking for, but I don't assume. I give you the background of show up fitness. I tell you what we offer here. I also let you know about the fitness industry. How the average trainer is a textbook certified trainer. They don't know what they're doing. I give you clear expectations and I ask, what do you want out of this session? How can I help you? I eliminate any red flags. Then I watch how he moves. If he's jacked, I'm going to assume he's bench pressed before. He's squatted before. He's done your basic exercises in the gym. But I'll always ask before, how much can you bench? How much can you squat? What's our deadlift at? What are our totals? How many pull-ups can you do? What's your favorite exercise? And I'm going to show you new stuff, but I'm going to focus on the fundamentals and I know you don't train very hard. That's where I come in. Understanding anatomy. If you have an injury, it's the easiest sale in the world because I'm going to get you out of pain. I'm going to show you some correctives. I'm going to do some soft tissue manipulation, not with a device or a foam roller. I'm going to add value as the trainer and do that. To conclude today's podcast, always comes down to that notorious trainer answer. It depends. What's the best certification? It depends. Where do you want to go? Do you want to train out of your garage, get insurance, learn how to train other people? If you want to work at a CrossFit gym, go get the CrossFit Level 1 certification. If you want to be a boot camp instructor, find out what certification is the easiest and quickest for you to get in front of people. If you want to work at a show-up fitness you need to go through and get your CPT, go through your level two, and you need to have one year of experience at an Equinox a Lifetime and or at a physical therapy clinic, and then you can come in and work for us. I don't care what certification you have. It will be thrown away if you don't have one year of experience at one of those high-end gyms and you have your shelf in a CPT. We charge the most, trainers make the most. We have that ability to make those rules. 
If you start your own gym, you can have your own certification that you allow people to get. The industry is a free market and that's a beautiful thing. Competition is high. But when you look at it and you see all the trainers who are failing, they're confident in their own skills, but they're not confident in handling someone else's body. They take them through the same exact workouts they're doing, or they do some dumbass movement screen, or they tell them they're broken. You have this that's dysfunctional, and the workout's really low intense. They may feel a little better just because they're moving, not because of anything you've done. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to get in that greatest shape. Or they do sign up because they have the money and they don't retain the client. Retention's extremely low in unqualified trainers. Sales are extremely low in unqualified trainers. If you want to become a qualified trainer, your sales are extremely high. Eight out of 10 people who come in front of you, you're going to sign them up. Your retention is pretty much 100% unless someone moves out of state. You are getting your clients results because that's what our business is, a results-centered business. You're getting referrals from your clients. You're building up numerous streams of revenue. You're working with dietitians and physical therapists. And you're looking into gym ownership because the risk reward is in your favor when you're surrounded by great coaches. And that's what we help you with. I know I can be annoying and I like pissing people off, but at the end of the day, this stuff fires me up because our industry is a fucking joke. And you go into these forums and you have trainer after trainer after trainer who's frustrated with the industry and they point a finger, the gyms take all the money. Well, then make it better. How are you making the industry better? You're not by suggesting another textbook certification. One certification on your resume, the likelihood of you getting hired is extremely low. Gain experience with proper supervision. Get into an internship. Learn from coaches who've been doing this for numerous years that don't hang their hat on one cert. If you go get experience from some dipshit who has 13 NASM certifications, well, guess what? You're going to get a fast-track degree in NASM certifications. It's not going to help you long-term unless they're hiring a position at that specific spot that they own. Otherwise, try to diversify yourself. If you want to become a great chef, learn how to cook everything. And then you're going to focus on one or two areas that you're really passionate about. Trainers get into this. I want to work with athletes. It's like making pizza. But then you go get hired at an Equinox and you're not working with athletes. You're making Mexican food. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to learn to hate Mexican food because your passion is making pizzas. Follow your gut. Where do you want to be? What type of people do you want to help? Get in front of them. If you need to do it for free, build your career capital. If you need some guidance, shoot us a message, info at showupfitness.com, DM us, showupfitness, showupfitness CPT. You will get on the phone with an actual rep and we'll help you navigate the industry. Most trainers are level zero textbook certification. You need to level up. Get that level one, your level two. That's going to build your confidence, your competency. Both of those are going to get you in anywhere you want to go. And then you can start being innovative, developing those streams of revenue, creating the right network, having therapists, doctors, dietitians, psychologists, massage therapists on your team. And guess what? You can absolutely turn your passion for fitness into a career by being a personal trainer. And we're changing that one qualified trainer at a time. Remember, everybody, life is beautiful. It's also really fucking short. Give it everything you got and keep showing up.